Hello and welcome to another To Kill a Mockingbird podcast. I'm Mr. Sebastian. I'm Hannah Graves. Hello. In, t- in today's um, podcast, we'll be talking about Aunt Alexandra. Um, and um, just picture this. Picture you've, you're in the exam and you've got a question that says, um, explore the significance of Aunt Alexandra. Or to what extent is Aunt Alexandra a significant character in the uh, novel? Um, in order to answer that, really, you need to spend a good deal of time at the beginning of your essay talking about um, what Aunt Alexander represents. Um, and, and that is to say, she, uh, she represents the Old South. Um, Atticus, um, uh, the, his family, the Finch family, their ancestral home, uh, the original slave plantation that the Finches come from, is called Finch's Landing. And um, that is where Aunt Alexandra still lives. So almost like a geographically, um, she still lives in the ancestral home that would have at one point been in the hands of a of a slave owner. And we have another podcast that talks about the first couple of pages of the novel and goes on a sort of contextual deep dive into, you know, what we know about the Finch's ancestors. But the important takeaway is that Aunt Alexandra is uh, still clinging to that sense of status she's accorded by being from a formerly slave-holding family. Um, yeah, um, in the um, shortly after her arrival, um, uh, in part two, where she um, she comes in, it's around uh, page one hundred and forty-four. There's this lovely reintroduction to Maycomb, which explains the class system, or, or if, if you will, the caste system in Maycomb. And at the very end of this description, you get to the top of um, page 145, and it says um, that Aunt Alexandra fit perfectly into the system like a hand into a glove. It shows you how rigid um, class boundaries were uh, in the South um, at this time, but it also shows you how... Uh, having come from a former slave-owning family, uh, you were essentially always at the top of society. Um, and uh, and so when she arrives in Maycomb, even though no one knows who she is, she fits in at the top of all these society circles. Yeah, and it's interesting. We get um, some critiques of this effectively from our narrator, our older scout. You know, there are some little allusions to potentially what and Alexandra builds her sense of self on as being kind of hollow. So there's a, a reference in that same chapter to how, you know, and Alexandra was of the opinion that the longer a family had been squatting on a patch of land, the finer it was. Now, the use of the word squatting starts to indicate that our older scout narrator doesn't think too highly of these uh, delusions of grandeur or these pretensions. But nevertheless, like um, Mr. Sebastian says, the fact that she fits in so seamlessly into this rigid and quite gossipy town that we're introduced to with its factions and bickerings and, you know, different kind of elements to it is, is indicative of um, however uh, illegitimate her claim to status might be, it is it functions and it is you know palpable and real um, that the Finches benefit from it. Hmm. And um, uh, I suppose off the back of that, the most important words to use when describing Aunt Alexandra are her obsession with heritage and lineage. Uh, so heritage, what is your, your your cultural background? You know, they are rich a rich white family and what is your lineage who is your father who was their father how far back can you trace your family and that's a theme that jem picks up picks up on in part two where 
uh, frustrated with how society um, has been, you know, has treated Tom Robinson. Um, he later in the novel tries to work out with Scout, well, who has the right to say, you know, who's more important than who? Why can't all these folks and different types of people just get along? And he eventually settles on, it must be something to do with which family's been reading and writing longest, which kind of shows his, his innocence and his naivety here. And so what happens with sort of Aunt Alexandra as a plot point is that we have a, you know, kind of a, 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 a definitely a progression in Scout's relationship with her, with our relationship with her as a reader. I think early on, she's kind of a set up as a bit of a ridiculous figure, potentially grasping, status obsessed. And as time goes on, you know, she, she, she softens herself and we soften to her, as Scout does as well. But, you know, in that early introduction, when we first go to Finch's landing, we start to see why her, you know, kind of paranoid it might exist or might be particularly pronounced at this moment in time. And it does have a lot to do with Atticus and Tom Robinson. Hmm. So there's that, um, you know, early reference. What's the cousin? That... Francis. Francis. Do you want to say more about Francis? Uh, yeah, uh, Francis. Yeah, we we cover this in um, a podcast uh, just focusing on on part one. But um, uh, Francis uh, is the cousin of Scouts who li who um, stays at Finch's Landing with Aunt Alexandra every Christmas, and she. Yeah, uh, Francis. He calls um, Atticus an an n n word lover. Um, and also says, oh, and Aunt Alexandra says he's uh, destroying the family name and, and bringing us all into shame. And so her paranoia as it sort of, you know, she eventually moves into Makeham to kind of, I think, keep an eye on things. It's never, got, you know, to help raise Scout, make her be more feminine mm. because, you know, she doesn't like Scout's tomboy ways that doesn't fit with the vision of genteel Southern womanhood that Al Aunt Alexandra feels, you know, how ladies should be. Um, but it's also to sort of guide the family through this difficult moment. Um, she, you know, and, and in many ways, a lot of her concerns are, are given to be valid, given that, you know, the Lynches find themselves in kind of precarious situations socially because of Atticus's involvement in the trial and, you know, facing off mob violence, for instance. Um, yeah. Uh, so returning to the idea of um, planning an essay here about uh, how important she is as a character, once you've spent quite some time outlining what she represents, what themes she represents and what contextually she represents, um, uh, two areas in which you can develop your essay are, are um, uh, how she acts as a, a counter to Atticus. And that's seen really clearly in, um, in terms of when she moves into the house, the first thing she wants to do is dismiss uh, Calpurnia. Uh, and just because she doesn't believe that uh, Calpurnia is essentially acting as a, as a mother figure. And if she is, then that's um, that's not appropriate. It's not ac acceptable. And Atticus has to really put his foot down. Um, she also chastises Atticus uh, in part two, saying the children need to uh, learn that they're not ordinary people. They are... Um, they're finches and they need to understand that it's an important thing that they are, that means something. They're, they're above other people in society. And Atticus, browbeaten by his sister, when he tries to deliver this, a German scout just kind of giggle and laugh and uh, Atticus loses his temper and then comes back and apologizes and says, I'm really sorry, I'll never do that again. And so there's this um, uh, friction between uh, Aunt Alexandra with her, you know, old-fashioned, um, quite backward views about society, the old South, um, and, uh, and, and Atticus 
and his more progressive views about a more liberal society. There's contrast between them there. Um, and then we, uh, the, uh, the other thing that um, uh, Aunt Alexandra is also there to do is um, be a, a feminine influence, um, uh, a feminine influence on Scout. Scout is described as being a tomboy, uh, her hair is cut short, and she wears overalls, which would kind of be like wearing a boiler suit or a onesie. It's the kind of thing you dress a, a, a small child, possibly even a small poor child in. Um, and it is um, fairly androgynous clothing, maybe more masculine than feminine. Um, uh, a young Southern uh, girl from a, an upper-class family uh, should be intent on being a Southern belle, you know, wearing dresses, wearing petticoats. And um, that's what she's there to do. That's what um, Aunt Alexandra is there to do. It's to feminize Scout and make sure that she grows up uh, not just with manners, but with the affectation of this sort of old-fashioned southern society hence why scout is dressed up in a petticoat for the um uh the the, the missionary society that happens um uh, way way at the end of part two and we see her on her very very best behavior so uh the last uh, area for your essay to develop into is uh Aunt alexandra's she she grows as a person a, a little bit and she softens um, with Scout, um, once the children are attacked at the end of um, at the end of the text, uh, absentmindedly, um, Aunt Alexandra brings Scout her overalls to wear, not a pretty dress, but brings some her overalls, which uh, shows you know what Scout needs in this moment is comfort, not you know rules and uh, notions of uh, of duty and. Um, and being feminine just brings her her overalls because she knows Scout will be comfortable. So it shows that Aunt Alexandra can kind of soften a little bit and, and is a bit more in touch with what Scout needs as opposed to what Scout ought to be. Um, and uh, we also see during the Missionary Society um, uh, chapter um, uh, around page 234, um, we see Miss Mordy. Uh, um, and uh, Alexandra form an unlikely friendship. Miss Mordy is characterised as being basically first a friend to Scout and Jem and Dill, um, as well as a good neighbour to, to Atticus. But it's, um, it's uh, very clear that the other women at this missionary society, uh, who incidentally are fantastically hypocritical, they want to help the Maruna people in, um, uh, in Africa, but they uh, say the most horrible things about the, 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 the black men and women who live in their own society. So it's very hypocritical. They've got one uh, very sympathetic view for one group of, of black people who aren't on their shores and a very, very negative view of the black people who do live in their society and in their service in many cases. Um, uh, but in, in the midst of this hypocrisy, Aunt Alexandra... Yeah, uh, suffers many attacks against the Finches and against Atticus, and it's Miss Mordy who stands up for Atticus uh, with her icy uh, put-downs, and um, that starts to create a nice kind of growing respect between Miss Mordy and um, Aunt Alexandra, until eventually it's it's Miss Mordy who can get through to Aunt Alexandra, and she delivers very important um, uh, lines on page 234 that fair play isn't marked uh, white only. And that's delivered straight to Aunt Alexandra. And you don't really, um, you never know 
how much of that has landed with Aunt Alexandra, but she definitely becomes less of an obstacle to um, liberalism and, and, and the progressive views of the, of the text after that point. So in summation, uh, Alexandra represents these very old-fashioned, outmoded Southern views. And even she shows change, uh, which is a nice way of showing, as the book says itself, a shadow of a change. Maybe this trial is a shadow of a change. Maybe Miss, um, uh, maybe Alexandra's uh, progression, her narrative arc, maybe that represents a shadow of a change, a step in the right direction in terms of liberal uh, progressivism. Um, that's all from me on Alexandra. Nope, me too. <laughs> okay, thank you very much and goodbye.